Welcome back to the Life in Digital podcast. This week, Ed is joined by Ben Diamond, Head of Emir at Playground XYZ, to discuss the attention we pay to adverts, and more importantly, how this can be measured and optimised in real time. Playground XYZ are in an exciting period of growth after an acquisition with GumGum late last year. They recently launched the white paper, Context, Creative and Attention, using attention signals as a feedback loop for context advertisement alignment. And Ben shares on the podcast the advancements in their technology that are coming up. We hope you will enjoy. Yeah, I was just saying the playground brand would probably stay as it were because we've got like a lot of brand equity around the whole attention thing. So mm-hmm. it would be a bit of a shame just to kind of disintegrate that. They've so done that with Just Premium as well, haven't they? Just it's Just Premium, a gum gum company. Uh, I think now it's this now gum gum. Is it just it's really yeah, well, I think right. so. Yeah, but unless unless they've done it in different markets, but like in the UK, it's very much gum gum. Is it? Yeah, yeah. We've had um, they Just Premium when Noble was using offices rented space from us here, Rob and the guys. Oh, really? We had we were like an ad tech drop-in centre because there's so many ad tech vendors, uh, particularly smaller ones, who'd. Um, let their offices go, so we had yeah. Ad Square, Gum Gum. Oh, really? Kind of like, yeah, oh, loads of people just, just renting space. Yeah, yeah it was great. Saying, so you know Rob pretty well. I know Rob really well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we had um, Pete Wallace on the podcast actually, as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 so we had a good, 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 good they've full got, house. They've got a good group over there, yeah. We're, we're pretty excited to, like, we all start to hang out with them, like, I think next week we're all going to a beer festival together and stuff, so. Great fun, which yeah. one are you going to do? London. London. Like London. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not London. the Tumbridge oh, Wells. There's a Tumbridge Wells one, which is all. Oh, all is right. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, this one's in um, Tobacco Dock. Okay. Yeah. Which I'm guessing is going to be pretty. There's going to be a lot, a lot, of, a lot of beer consumed. Yes, it'll be good fun. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. Good, good. All right. So um, intros. I'll just start. I actually be great if you could introduce yourself. Yeah. Uh, come on, Ben. What's your job title as well? Head of a mayor. Head of a mayor. <laughs> And how do I pronounce your surname? Diamond. It is Diamond. Good. Comes up a lot. Does it? Oh yeah. Good. I, I like Diamond. Yeah, Diamond. Yeah, I get, I get a lot of Diamonds. And um, yeah, like we just called our daughter um, Bronte, which everyone pronounces Bronte. And we called the middle name is Ray, but we spelled it with an E, not a Y. Yeah. So we're like, she's whole life she's going to be like no it's it's with an, an out yeah, yeah we, we have a, my, my daughter's called Clementine and everyone calls her Clementine, Clementine. yeah, yeah. she's called her Clementine it's when you decide like uh, like you, you're the parent you have to correct everyone or you just let, let it go let like, it slip yeah. <laughs> my, my wife yeah. corrects everyone oh, do, yeah, so like, like, I find it so short so I just let it go she's like oh yeah. just, that's not her name so, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright cool so we're rolling so I can just start Hello and welcome to the Life in Digital podcast. I'm joined by Ben Diamond today, who's um, head of Amir at Playground XYZ. Ben, first of all, thanks for coming in. Oh, hi. Thanks for having us in there. It's been nice. Yeah, it's nice to discuss how close our offices are and being back and wandering around London again. Yeah, local pubs that we share and that type of thing. Yeah, all the best ones. Yeah. Um, And Ben, just to to kick off, it'd be great if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about, about, about Playground. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, I head up the Amir region of Playground XYZ. Um, I've been there for six years, which is a bit of a stint, isn't it? Um, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we um, we started um, six years ago with complete startup. Were you first person in? I was first person in the UK. Okay. Yeah. So sitting at the Playground HQ was my um, my kitchen table. Oh wow! It's a proper launch. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then uh, then we built it over time, and it's now you know really proud with like to be where we are today. Like built it to a decent number, 
Um, and yeah, we, uh, what we do at Playgrounds um, is we're an attention specialist ad tech company. So what that means is essentially we create um, a set of tools and products that um, brands and advertisers can use to basically um, get more attention on their advertising. Yeah, out of interest, attention really comes to the fore, which we'll talk mm. about today. It's not a, not a new thing, but it's, it's um, yeah, over the last several years, we've seen there's been so much attention on attention. Yeah. Um, is that how the company started, or did you pivot towards that six years ago? What was on the agenda then, if you can, if you can cast your mind back? Yeah, no, I'll give you the, I'll give you the backstory. Um, and it's a good question, actually. So we, we actually started as a creative company. Okay. We, we would make creative advertising, uh, okay. dig digital advertising. And um, we were doing that, a successful company doing that. But actually, um, what we, what it, where it led us to is the fact that creativity is typically not rewarded um, by some of the standard metrics you get in digital. Mm -hmm. And so we were making these like ads that we just felt like intrinsically had, like were, were fantastic at drawing the user's eye in because they were really creative, used amazing animations and great assets. And, and they were sort of like being held to a viewability score, for instance. Yeah. And you said, well, if we hadn't bothered with any of this creativity and just made a static ad, we would have got the same viewability. It makes mm -hmm. no difference. Um, and it just led us into this world of like, Surely we want to understand if people look at ads mm -hmm. and what is that? That's attention. And how do we how do we understand that more? How do we measure it? Can you optimize it? This type of thing. So yeah, it was a I wouldn't say a pivot, more of um, just a, a natural um, evolution of us as a company into the world of attention and a natural journey. And when you say creating ads, was that through technology in terms of a format like formats that you're able to create? Yeah, we yeah we have we still have an advertising business where we create um, like rich um, ad con ad creative essentially for mm -hmm. brands, um, so we can help uh, brands maximize attention using our ads business. Mm -hmm. But what's sort of been a big growth area from us is our standalone ad technology, which we call AIP, which stands for the Attention Intelligence Platform. Yeah, and what that does is it allows. Um, agencies and advertisers to measure and optimize attention across all sorts of different media channels. Okay, that sounds really interesting. Um, so the basics is for a brand understanding attention and, and, and um, yeah, understanding how their ads are performing from an attention point of view, what, what, are, the, what are the kind of benefits to them? Well, um, I suppose, so attention uh, from a brand point of view, we look at we look at what brands are, are interested in, right? And mm -hmm. mostly brands are interested in outcomes. Mm -hmm. And I guess if you really boil down to it, what a brand wants to do is sell more things. Yes, <laughs> really. That is the purpose of spending money. <laughs> yeah, that's the purpose. Um, but where we um, where we find that you know a, a brief will come in from a brand, whether they, they want to actually literally drive sales or they want to drive awareness of the brand or awareness of the product or make someone feel a certain way about their brand, um, these are the sort of outcomes that typically we'll see from in, in briefs um, everything everything that we um, do in the media world sort of media metrics are more um, more akin to sort of real-time measurement and performance and performance of, 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 of media so mm. understanding the effectiveness of media so brands care less about those and more about the outcomes that we've just just described mm. but actually um, where media metrics can be useful is um, being able to help brands identify effective media placements. So mm -hmm. do I do I buy this placement? Yes or no? In real time, is it going to is it going to be good for me as a brand? Um, and so, so that real time element is what can become quite useful. Mm -hmm. um, 
what we've used as, uh, in the past, things like viewability, click-through rate, video completion rate, all these type of things, all media metrics, there's some mm. real-time proxies. Mm -hmm. So the question is, how good are they at driving attention? Uh, sorry, mm -hmm. how good are they at driving outcomes for a brand? Yes. Um, and what we're seeing is that attention as a real-time media metric is far better a predictor of driving outcomes for a brand um, versus the other metrics that have been used in, in the CTRs, past. etc. Exactly. And, and it, this makes sense to us because the idea that someone looks at the ads versus someone who didn't look at the ad being therefore more likely to either buy a product or be aware of a you know, product, that type of thing, does seem to make a lot of sense. And, and what we're seeing now is all the research, not just research from Playground, but from all other sort of vendors in this space is showing that attention is a very good predictor of outcomes. Yeah, it's really cool, it makes perfect sense. We're actually, not to go from too much of a tangent, but the last podcast was about um, uh, influencer marketing. There's a strong um, piece around attention within the influencer sector, and it, do, it does just all, you know, all, all tie into the purpose of relevant creativity context. So without getting too technical, I'll, I'll get lost, but how do you measure attention? Is it, how, how quantifiable, yeah, how's that quantifiably done? Yeah, it's a good question. Actually, you know, attention is this kind of nebulous term in the yeah. industry at the moment. It's been talked about a lot. What does it mean? Yeah. What are the definitions of attention? There's a lot of work happening on... Um, to define it. Yeah, define it. The IAB are sort of um, a, a full steam ahead with a framework that um, um, around attention, looking at definitions um, for, for attention to help the industry with that. Um, and we're quite involved with that work stream. Mm -hmm. um, but essentially, what attention? What is attention? Look, we think attention is um, that a user looked at something, or yeah. in, in, an, in an audio world that they listened to something. Mm. Um, and we think that's pretty fundamental to to attention is the mm. fact that someone actually looked or listened to something. Um, and actually, uh, you know, as a as a look at it from an advertising point of view, attention is a cornerstone of advertising. Mm -hmm. No one in advertising um, makes ads so that people don't look at them. No. Like, there's always been like right at the beginning of you know dawn of advertising time. You you want to make ads that people look at, and and so you, you spend a lot of money on the creative so that hopefully people look at your ads because they're they're very creatively brilliant. Yeah. Um, you also are mindful of where you put your ads. Um, you know, in magazines and newspapers, you always used to put them on the outside back of the magazine or the right hand page because they get. You know, research told us people looked at them more. Yeah. Same with TV, you buy the first or last ad and break. In a cinema, you buy the one that's the closest to the film because people have finished by the popcorn and that type of thing. Um, so attention's always been very much in in our the advertising world, um, and digital, which is the most I suppose the most measurable medium mm -hmm. out there. You know, we've had we can measure things, we can measure lots of things in digital, um, and we have done. We've, there's lots of different, as I mentioned earlier, there's lots of different proxies towards sort of attention that we have used. Um, what the reason why attention now is becoming talked about more than ever before, I think, is just the advancement of technology mm -hmm. um, that allows us to get much closer to understanding or actually really understanding if someone looked at something and mm -hmm. essentially looked at an ad. Um, so the advancement of um, front-facing camera technology on devices, mm -hmm. whether it's a mobile device or, or a computer, um, means that you can do sophisticated eye tracking. Whereas in the old days, you had to like get people into a lab and put these really expensive headsets on them. And, and it, was, like, it caused a sort of a, a real blocker to scale it. Mm -hmm. Now people can do eye tracking in the comfort of their own home. Mm -hmm. So, so that's, that's one element. And the other element is the advancement of AI technology. So um, using eye tracking data to therefore create models and um, predictive models to attention. Because if you can do that, that means you can scale it. 
outside mm -hmm. of eye tracking and you can start applying your predictive attention model everywhere across the mm -hmm. internet um, and because now AI is becoming fa fairly commonplace in our industry yes, so, yes yeah. yeah it's um and it's certainly something that's um, helping us um, get around some of the challenges around identify and identify based targeting um, is you really useful in the world of um, creating models for attention, and that's that's how we do it at Playground, a combination of eye tracking and AI. That's really cool. And um, you mentioned eye tracking, and, and me earlier you mentioned audio. So does the platform um, cover podcasts and, and audio? Are you, are, we, are you guys looking at that yet? Oh, one day, Ed. One yeah, day. Okay. yeah <laughs> it's on the roadmap. On the roadmap, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our heartland's always been in um, in digital. In display. So yeah, display and digital. So we, you know, we, we've got a few things on our roadmap that we're working on, but of course. Yes. I think we're right at the beginning of this journey. I, I really do think that the whole idea of attention, you know, I get asked sometimes, is it a buzz topic? Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's, a, that's a natural question because it's just being talked about so much. And we mm -hmm. have this in the industry where things come in, flash in the pan and then go, hey, I was one of the uh, year of mobile guys like, yeah. <laughs> in a mobile network. It is here now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it finally arrived. Um, but yeah, that I mean, was amazing. The, I remember that period. Oh yeah, and, and you know, the same happens. Is this going to be the year of attention? You know, I just feel like attention is, like I said, it's a fundamental part of advertising. If you can just get better at measuring it, that's that's just that's not going to go away. Mm -hmm. If anything, it's probably going to just increase in sophistication, and we're going to get better at it. So yeah, mm -hmm. um, at the moment we're very much um, hardwired into uh, the, dig the digital world and visual attention. Mm -hmm. But yeah, of course, like audio attention is going to be a fascinating area to um, to experiment with. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. It's just been such a such a growth such a growth area. Um, so I know you will be seeing trends and um, themes uh, that really work when it comes to attention. So big question, but what what, what do you notice um, really does capture attention within within the digital advertising ecosystem? Mm. Well, I sort of mentioned it earlier and how we arrived in, into this world, but creativity is a big is yeah a big one like. Um, We've seen the data shows us now that ads that are deemed more creative mm -hmm. um, would, um, you know, things that use rich animation, okay, so rich media, yeah. rich media, um, video. And again, it's not just um, not just our own results. We're seeing this from all other vendors in the space as well. These typically are just more eye-catching to mm -hmm. a user, and therefore you drive higher attention from these type of things versus just standard ads. Mm -hmm. um, and as an industry. You know, maybe with some of the metrics we've used previously that, that haven't rewarded creativity, um, we've sort of drifted away from that, sort of very much into um, just the world of like targeting and you know programmatic targeting, high visibility, yes. standard placements. Um, hasn't rewarded creativity. Well, not not we're now finding is that using attention measurement, creativity comes very much back into the fold. And if you make good ads, you get people look at them better. Funny that, and isn't that great? Yeah. Isn't that great? Aren't we all, like, all in the industry, like to you know, for, around creativity and that type of thing? So yeah, it's brilliant how it's come full full circle, yeah. really back back to creativity. It's fascinating. And we also think that you know this is finally something that creative agencies can get hold of and start to make on like start to look at you know their ads performing well. You know, did did the ad with the blue car perform better than the ad with the red car? Like mm -hmm. in terms of getting people to look at them and that type of thing. So. Um, very exciting in that world. So, so creativity is a big lever. It's probably the first lever you can pull on. Mm -hmm. um, outside of creativity, the next lever. Does that? Be, uh, no, it doesn't have to be video. But is there a marked difference when you step into the world of video and motion-driven advertising? Typically, we've 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 seen that vid, like video ads typically because of that, the, the fact that they're moving on the screen, they do they do capture attention. But then you know it, it, it depends on where they're being delivered into. Um, mm -hmm. So it is actually a fairly complex space. You know if you delivering things into certain areas where um, nothing else is moving on the page, potentially that would drive 
more attention. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a vast area to explore. But yeah, typically we see that, you know, you're going to get more attention out of um, richer animation and video moving mm -hmm. assets. That type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then alongside creativity, what, what else comes into? Yeah, crea if creativity is the first lever you can pull on, the second lever would be where you put the ad. Yeah. Um, and that can be down to sort of, we talk about the sort of context. I guess context could be potentially the, t like the type of channel you, you, you plan to, so whether you put it in social media, mm -hmm. YouTube, websites, that type of thing. But, it, but individually into those channels, there's just a real um, breadth of content within those channels. Mm -hmm. And it kind of stands to reason that the different content that you pick up in those different channels with different readership or um, um, with different people put into different mindset around that content, mm -hmm. that is going to drive more or less attention for certain ads. And, and so picking the right, so essentially, like context is going to be really important for a brand to understand what, what's working for them. And we have this, um, we've got recently launched a white paper and within this we, we, we talk about two sort of principles of attention um, within context and one is we, we describe it as um, attention transfer that is how good a, a particular context is at um, driving the attention from the actual content to the ads and back to the content and um, what that is sort of a really good example of that would be like Super Bowl mm -hmm. like ads to the Super Bowl really good at um, driving uh, attention into the advertising because yeah. people typically sit through them because they're normally creatively amazing, etc. Um, so you get great attention transfer, but all ads get good attention transfer there. The second principle is what we call attention priming. That is how good is that particular bit of content at priming the user for a particular ad. So if you hold attention transfer constant, so maybe it's great or maybe it's poor, mm -hmm. are there ads that perform better than the baseline? Um, in those in those areas and, and that's kind of interesting to help identify specific placements of the internet to specific contexts that a brand is um, getting more attention in than other brands and that can be really interesting for brands yeah hugely mm -hmm. so I really I really said how much of things do you look at things like time of day um, position on the website you know, how, how much does that come into play yeah all, these are all contextual elements as well like yeah we do get caught up maybe talking more about the content um, of the page as a contextual um, parameter, but yeah, like what what um, what position is someone in? Like, are they are they on the bus or are they sitting at home? Or you know, what time is it? The weekend or is mm -hmm. it the work day? Yeah, these are all contextual parameters. And that you know, we when we do analysis of attention, we um, we can't necessarily always tell if they're on a bus or yeah. at home. But we you can, can see they're moving. Yeah, we can we can do things like you know, time of day, day of week analysis. Um, type of content they're looking at all those types of things so this and there is obviously a, um, there's a variance of attention that you get across those elements as well yeah and it's, it's also very cool that um, context is coming back because I think I remember looking at contextual targeting through several ad tech platforms in like the late 2000s and it was such a hot topic and I feel like with um, with the evolution of programmatic and you know real-time bidding at that period as well uh, context got a little bit lost for several years um, but Contextual always made perfect sense to me because it's just relevance. It's just it, it sits well, you know. And as a as a consumer, uh, when things are contextually normal, it just feels so much, um, so much, so much more natural um, and relevant. I just wondered also with um, kind of the, the cookieless future, how, how much of a role does that play? Do you think with the contextual piece coming back into play? Massive. So massive is is the answer to that. We we expect nothing um, less than a, a, a huge amount of growth to come from contextual um, advertising because it offers brands a contextual uh, a uh, identifier free way to target users in, in relevant environments 
Um, so that, yeah, a lot of growth that's going to come through there. Um, and I also used to work in traditional media. So I used to do sort of contextual targeting back in the day in, in um, print. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's great to see it coming back. It's the basics, it's a sports title, so. Exactly right. I think what's, um, you know, what's evolved in the last, you know, 10, 20 years um, since then is that how sophisticated we can be with contextual targeting is, is certainly improved. So mm-hmm. for instance, um, technology out there like um, the, the likes of Gum Gum with their Verity technology, mm-hmm. um, really sophisticated in how they can identify what, what the context on a page is talking about, you know, mm-hmm. using image recognition and, and um, semantics and, and video recognition too. So you can get really, really in the weeds of exactly what the content is talking about, and that's really important. But the other, the other area, and this is something that we're looking into more at Playground, is um, what context is right for the brand. Okay, yeah, so it's relevant to the brand as well, okay, yeah. Because um, when, we, when we think about contextual um, targeting strategically, um, a lot of it's done based on um, uh, intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as you, like I'm a food brand, so I should be around food content because mm-hmm. there's a linear relationship between my brand vertical and that content. Um, we're, we're now starting to say, well, we should apply data, we should apply data to that. We should actually see if, if that is the content you should be in. Are people looking at your ad in food? Um, context more than they're looking at other ads, or is that just a, is that just something I mean, that we're assuming? Yeah. Um, so we should be, be putting more data into that area, basically. Yeah, that's really fascinating. And um, could you look at um, brand value? So who aligns with the brand and where you'd find those people from a you know just yeah the yeah where a brand can find their audience based on who the profile of, of, their, of their consumer is. Yeah, I think um, when you start to look down to so individual consumers, you're talking about sort of more individual insights on, on users. Yeah. We, we actually focus less on that area um, and focus more on the, just um, staying focused on the actual idea of attention. So yeah. um, trying to pull out, extract um, how much attention that their brand is getting in certain areas and, and present that analysis back to a brand. So really sort of highlighting um, contextual areas that are, um, proving to be effective for them that in some cases they would have looked at yeah. um, and be considering. So if you're um, you know, a food brand, and maybe it is food, is where you're getting the highest attention. But actually maybe it's other areas, maybe it's more generally lifestyle or maybe it's um, healthy living or, or whatever it might be. So it's about extracting that data for them. Now within those contexts, of course, there are audiences that will align with their brand because what we, f- what we feel with about attention is if someone is looking at your ad more than the average ad on that page, that's a very good signal that someone is interested and that ad is resonating and it's, it's, it's um, relevant to them as a, as a consumer. Yeah, which is incredible because it brings it back to attention and actual, and actual facts. Um, so, yeah, from an attention point of view, how can context uh, and creative um, really come to the party when you're looking at attention? How do they, they all come together? Well, I'm going to plug our white paper here now, Ed. Okay, good, uh, please do. Yeah, we just, we just, and we will put a link, is that, is that accessible to people? Yes, yeah, yeah, so that you can, I'll give you a link to, yeah. so anyone can um, download it and have a, look, have a look. So, I'll give a few spoiler alerts now though. Yeah. Um, so, we, we, we released what we think is the biggest um, piece of research into this exact area. So, context, um, attention and creative and how those three worlds um, collide. Um, we like to say, I think they're the, they're three big cornerstones of advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how good the creative is, it, it, does it work? What context does it work in, and how much attention is it getting? Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to put a lot of data behind it. So um, this particular piece of research, we looked at fifty nine advertisers over six hundred eighty three 
um, campaigns, thousands of creatives, millions of domains, you know, that, that type of thing. So we're talking about big, big data. Um, and what we what we're able to extract from this, um, well, three three highlights that we can we can um, I can tell you here that we extracted from the research was the first thing was if you get the context right, mm -hmm. so if you if you're able to run in the best context, you can identify that. There's massive gains to be made by the brand. So what we found was that you get almost double the amount of attention in the top context versus all the other contexts put together, mm -hmm. an average of those. So there's it's it's, it's very um, lucrative for a brand from an attention point of view to identify the best context. Um, another thing we found was there's um, the what we call the contextual continuity. Mm -hmm. um, so basically how often the, the, the context is the same um, actually uh, happens. This is something that needs to be considered at a creative level and not at a brand level. But essentially what we're saying there is if, um, as an example, if you're a food brand and you think oh, I'm a food brand, I should always be in food. Um, because that's relevant for me as a brand. What we find is actually the, the, the best um, context for attention will change based on your creative. So you need to understand your attention at a creative level, not at a brand vertical level. And then the third thing we found um, was that if you um, can identify the context that are getting the most attention when you're running a campaign and you're able to invest more into the context that are doing well, by the end of the campaign, you will have massive uplifts. Um, in the amount of attention. It's during campaign, if you've yeah. got the ability to do that. It, it, essentially, what, what that promotes is that in campaign optimization to, um, to the best context, again, the best attention, gives, gives huge gains. And, and what's interesting about that is when you think about how contextual um, targeting today is done, um, typically a, a list, a conceptual list um, is sent through of, you know, these are the contexts we think we should target. You keep it as probably as narrow as you possibly can. Um, uh, to, to, to target as tightly as possible, and then the only time, then you probably get it live, set and forget, um, leave it to run, only come back to it if it's not delivering, and add a couple more contexts in there to broaden that. Yeah, broaden yeah. yeah, yeah, and then um, and then deliver the campaign. What we, what this um, research is showing us is that well, firstly, intuition shouldn't it shouldn't be used like just based on intuition. You should be looking at using data to guide what contexts are the are the best one for your for your creative. Yeah, and the second thing is. Shouldn't set and forget. You should be optimizing those contexts in real time because it might be that the list that you've used, it, some of them are great, some of them are not so great, and you actually want to make your optimizations in real time to basically get these big gains that we're talking about in people looking at your advertising. Yeah, showing my naivety here, but how long do campaigns typically run for from a length of time point of view? Well, I mean, they really do vary. We have you know campaigns. We, we work with some advertisers who do day shots, you know, day yeah. campaigns, but you know, more it's more like weeks. For yeah. campaigns, but sometimes they can be much longer into into the months. So. Yeah, so the optimization piece and refreshing is so important. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No, that's fascinating. I mean, the actual information and the insight you can give back to brands and customers on attention and what's working is is, is absolutely incredible. Mm. Um, so, what next for Playground? What's the, what we mentioned on the roadmap? Um, the yeah. potential audio, not to. Uh, so anytime soon, but the, the right people. What, what, what next? What's in the next? Yeah, I love, I love this share. question because I have to like say enough uh, so that I don't get hung by my, <laughs> yeah. my product team uh, for overcommitting. But no, I mean from a research point of view, we've got another research paper coming out um, later this year, which will look more into what we we're just described um, discussing, but actually going more into individual verticals. So lifting, um, lifting the little bit a bit more on what ads work where. Yes, I think it's going to be really interesting. By vertical. By vertical. Yeah. yeah. So we think there's going to be some, some interesting stories that will come out from that. 
Um, and then from a some product point of view um, at Playground, um, we, so we're really invested in the activation of attention. Mm -hmm. So that's really where we focus our time is, is trying to help brands measure it and optimize it on their live campaigns. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's really our focus. So um, we've got a YouTube product that's launching at the moment. So that helps brands measure how much attention they're getting across all the different YouTube creatives and different targeting strategies of time of day and ad size and all that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's happening at the moment. And then later this year, we have a product that will be looking at social. So okay. across all the sort of social apps, with a very similar um, sort of output for clients to help them measure their social campaigns for attention. So some really exciting stuff. Yeah. Are you seeing more money going into social? Um, yeah, it's not really an area we're in at the moment, but yeah, yeah like, I mean, this is the, the agency's um, sort of, when we went to market with our attention technology to start with, it's probably the first question that every agency really? asks us, which is, does this work in social? social yeah. um, so it's been a really big priority for us to, to get this product shipped. And so, yeah, later this year, we'll be really excited to take it out to market. Yeah, cool. Great stuff. Really interesting. And um, I know this is... Uh, when we continue with the podcast or not, but the gum gum tie up, is that, I, can, I can see the benefits. Is that something you could share anything about? Yeah, so we were acquired by. I asked that, not knowing if you could, so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that it's all, no, all great. Um, no, we were acquired by gum gum for Christmas. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, obvi it's an obvious, makes a lot of sense. It's just from a tech stack point of view, knowing what yeah. they do and what you do, it just makes a lot just of sense. Just makes so much sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, the world of contextual and attention coming into one place makes, makes a hell of a lot of sense. We've also got the same. Um, ethos as a company, which yeah. is identify free um, solutions. Interestingly, the GumGum -Gum solution um, is very much about helping brands target, and the Playground solution is very much about helping brands measure. These are two elements that are going to come under fire as you know, eventually when the cookie goes, but yeah. also just as it's more of a clamp down generally on identifiers. So those two worlds coming into into one, um, providing some harmony for clients there is, makes a lot of sense. Um, and so, yep, we are busy working as, as we integrate our, our, our companies together, but also the Playgrounds brand will um, likely live on as, as, a, uh, as a brand, you know, helping specifically in the attention space. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that niche focus is so, so key to, to you know, find, you know, make all the technological advancements that you are. Um, one other quick question, um, I'm not sure if you can share on this one, but across EMEA, do you notice differences like market trends? Like how, how consistent is it from UK to Europe to US? Speaking just in terms of attention, yeah, um, we kind of actually from a global standpoint, we kind of see the UK as the tip of the spear really when yeah. it comes to attention. And um, a lot of the RFIs, um, sort of like request for information, came out from the agencies in the UK first before mm. other markets. Um, we we see it happening like starting to steamroll now in the US, but across the mirror, we're, we're seeing it now picking up. Mm -hmm. But um, it was certainly the UK first that was leading the way, but. As always, you know, there's other markets, there's a lot of sophistication in those, so we're now starting to see a lot of stuff coming out from Scandinavia, some interesting things happening some in cool Scandinavia. cool companies from Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Where were Playground founded? Uh, we were in Australia. Australia founded, okay, cool. yeah, so, and, and Australia seems to be some sort of weird, like, attention hub. Yeah. There's a few attention companies that come out from that part of the world. Um, so they're... they're in Melbourne? Um, in, in, well, Sydney, in Melbourne, Melbourne yeah, yeah, like these types of areas. Um, so yeah, it's happening in Australia too. It's it's going to be sort of going across the globe, um, you know, as as the the trend to wanting to understand attention grows. Um, but yeah, like I say, it's 
it's kind of interesting. You always find that UK is very sophisticated in terms of their approach to this type of thing. So yeah, big consumer economy. Yeah, very very advanced digitally. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's been amazing. Actually, we opened in America in January, but it's been great to see how many. Um, what we describe as European ad tech vendors, albeit not, not necessarily always from Europe, but companies who are outside of the States going to America and cracking America and taking mm -hmm. the technological advances that have been born here um, into America, which is obviously such a huge um, market. But I think, again, with the cookie-less future really starting here, yeah. um, it's, been, it's been very, very, Absolutely. very, it's, it's a massive opportunity. It's a huge opportunity, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Good stuff, all right, thank you, Ben. Appreciate it, Ed, thanks Real for having me. All right, we're good. Sorry about the background noise. I've, I've never done that at 12. A big thank you to Ben and Ed for this week's episode. If you want to find out more about the work Ben and Playground XYZ are doing, or if you want to read their latest white paper, we will link to their website in the show notes and via our website. Thank you for listening and subscribing, and we will see you again soon for another episode of Life in Digital.